You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Heard exclusively on internet radio station, octalkradio.net. That's right. Write that down. octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast time. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience, who are mostly entrepreneurs, business owners, and top executives, to make better business decisions. If you're listening to the program live today, and I know that many of you are, then you have the opportunity to join in on the conversation with one of our two guests. If you're listening because you're expecting to hear my interview with Gail Brantuck of Glen L. Marine Designs, well, just hold on. She'll be on the show in about 20 minutes, and you can join in the conversation. But if you're listening now and you want to join in on the conversation before Gail's on, for my first guest, Rich Marcello of Strand Brewery, then the way to do that is very simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter ID. This will connect you to our show engineer, Paul Roberts. He'll bring your thoughts and ideas to my attention just on the other side of the glass here in the studio at octalkradio.net. And possibly I can work them into the conversation, as I said, later today with Gail or right now with Rich. So, let me turn our attention to our first guest and say, Rich, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me on. You are more than welcome. Let's get started very simply by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. You, are not, you were not always a in the, in the beer brewing industry. So what did you do before Strand Brewing? Right, Rick. My, um, my background, actually, and area came in the form of being in the restaurant business. I spent uh, the better part of my uh, adult life working in various aspects in restaurants. I started out way back in the mid-'80s um, with the Chart House restaurants, and that was the place to be in Southern California in 1984, and I started out there as a humble and, and lowly dishwasher and worked my way up through that restaurant uh, and it ended up uh, managing restaurants for them uh, within six, seven years. You were in a related field, one would say. You were in the restaurant industry, but that still isn't a the brewing company and being in the in the in that industry. So, um, right, yeah. So, I mean, over the years, I, I I worked my way, kind of gravitated to the area that I felt most comfortable. I had gone through the kitchen side of things and the culinary side, but. Something always drew me to the more of the beverage side of that business. So I was working as a beverage director um, at a resort in Arizona, helped move uh, and opened uh, a few nightclubs here in Los Angeles and one in the Long Beach area, and um, always kind of drawn to more the 
beer, wine, spirit side of things. And then I found myself, um, after leaving the restaurants, after 23 years of working in the restaurant industry, um, I was helping to manage and run a small family-owned winery in the Paso Robles area. And that's what really kind of sparked the next step into being the co-owner of a small craft manufacturer brewery. All right, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about your your co-founder, Joe Elliott, and tell us a little bit about how you guys turned a 100-hour work week struggle and a labor of love into what has now become a thriving company known as Strand Brewing Company. Yes, uh, Joel and I go back, um, I think I first met Joel maybe 15, 16 years ago, and I met him through some uh, friends of mine, and they were, uh, they were Joel's uh, relatives, and we were introduced to each other, and we uh, became friends. And over the years, even through travel and moving around place to place, uh, we kept in contact and would surf together and would do surf trips together, and we just kind of always stayed in contact with each other. And he's an interesting uh, guy because I've one thing that I've found with Joel and I watched over the years is that he really had a knack for taking things that he was involved with to a certain level of expertise and being successful you know, and that's a loose term for, you know, people have different definitions of that. But within his chosen areas, he was considered to be successful and always really put out a, um, a great finished product. So I was always uh, aware of, of what Joel was doing and where he was at. And we ended up um, coming together with the brewing company. We were on year three now, so... It was about four years ago when I got the phone call from Joel saying that he was going to be starting what is now Strand Brewing Company. It didn't even have a name when he called me. And it took me all of about three seconds to uh, commit to being all in. Wow. Why were you able to do that so quickly? Again, I had known Joel for quite a few years, and I mean... Again, to give you an idea of Joel and, and the way he does things, it's a little different than I have seen other people do them. He, Joel's technique for doing something is to kind of take what exists or what, what you know, the, the existing parts of something, break it down to their small parts, rebuild them or see what makes them work. And a prime example of this is, when I first met Joel, he was actually on his way to go buy a broken guitar. And then he told me he was going to learn how to fix that guitar. Then he was going to teach himself how to play the guitar. And then he would know everything there was to know about playing guitar. And several years later, I was actually in a bar. Joel is up on stage playing guitar in the band that was performing that night. So, <laughs> you know, that's just the, his kind of take on it is it's let's, See the moving parts. Let's break them down. He's going to rebuild them or put them back together, making them his own. He's going to understand the moving parts, and then he is going to put his thumbprint or signature on it, and he does very well at that. 
my engineer is letting me know that we're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll just be gone for about 60 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, Rich, I'm going to ask you to tell us how you and Joel and your partnership in three years have gotten Strand Brewing Company in 200 bars and restaurants across across the Southland. And, and I want to talk about the craft beer industry a bit when we rejoin you after the break, okay? Sounds great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. Like I said, we'll be back in 60 seconds or less with Rich Marcello, co-founder of Strand Brewing Company. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this installment of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and it's my pleasure to have Rich Marcello, co-founder of Strand Brewing Company, with us today. And in the spirit of full disclosure, disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, I do enjoy a glass of beer from time to time, and I've had the opportunity to sample several of Strand Brewing Company's craft beers, and they are delicious. All right, but anyway, so tell me, how did you guys go from where you were when you first talked about starting this company to now being in over 200 bars and restaurants across the Southland? Yeah, it's amazing, Rick, that it, it, it actually, yeah, I think the number's close to 250 on my last check, which was, to me, is amazing. And actually, I got asked a question today. Someone said, Okay, it's been three years of selling beer and making, you know, craft uh, ales. Has would you do it again, or has it been easy, or did it go fast? I mean, people kind of want to know that. That I get that question a lot, and to me, it's kind of like um, I'm still running the marathon, but I feel like the hard parts of the marathon are over, and I can almost see some 
finish line ahead of it, that it, that it, it kind of propels me forward. It hasn't been easy. We did it, you know, with a lot of hard work. We did it with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. We did it with a lot of help from family and friends. We did it on a limited budget, and uh, I think sometimes that helped us, and some days it, it made things more difficult, but and I can explain that if you like. And what I mean by that, um, I don't think starting with endless amounts of funds would have necessarily made us more successful or made us be even where we are today. Um, I think a lot of the choices that we had to make early on were based around budget constraints, and we had to kind of work within the parameters and what we were given and the cards we were dealt. But it really helped us to hone and identify our basic principles of our company, and it made us clearly define what our company was, was going to be, and is. Okay, so 100 hours a week for each of you. What were you doing in that time? So we broke the company into basically two key areas. Obviously, brewing was one area, manufacturing. Joel took that area. But there's another side of selling the beer, representing the beer, building the brand, delivering the product, making sure that it gets to market, customer service on that end. I took over that side. So basically we put two cornerstones in place when we were building the company. On one side and one cornerstone is premium handcrafted ales. That tagline is on everything we do. It's on every shirt. It's on every pint glass. It's on every uh, label. Anything we do, it's on our handle, on our tap handle that, that for draft in the, in the bars and restaurants. Premium handcrafted ales, that is a cornerstone of our company. But we needed another side to that to make all that of hard work, and you can make the best product, but the flip side of that is the other cornerstone we chose to represent it a certain way, and that was through outstanding customer service. And that's where I came in, and that was where all of those years of working in the restaurant business really paid off. Essentially, I was selling to myself all those years. I took what I liked about the, 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 the people that came in and, and represented products and, and, and were uh, supplying me with products over the years, and I tried to mirror what I liked, and I tried to... Uh, not um, follow down the path of, of what I didn't like. And based on those two cornerstones, again, premium handcrafted ales and outstanding customer service, we felt we had a very good base and foundation for our company. As long as we could fill in those two cornerstones with the right accounts, with accounts that understood what we were trying to do and had the same basic philosophies, that that we have with our company. How's our beer going to be represented? Who's going to be representing it? In what area is it going to be represented? So all of those early accounts, those first 10 to 15 to 20 accounts were all hand-selected by us based primarily on the idea that they understood and got what we were trying to do. So was it an opportunity or an advantage to have one of the co-founders actually delivering the beer and talking to the 
the bartenders and the people within the establishments, Rich? Without a doubt. Uh, it, was, it was so critical for us to have more than one person representing Strand. I started going out on my own. I felt I was an army of one handing out business cards, talking about a product that no one had ever heard of, a business um, that hadn't existed a month before um, in, a, in a very, very tough, tough market to, to break into uh, the craft beer industry in general. And in you know, our area, we started in the South Bay, we're in Torrance. The idea of you know, Hermosa, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, Torrance, that necessarily wasn't the craft beer mecca three and a half years ago. That it, and, and it's changed a lot. I mean, there are, there are a lot of really, really great craft beer bars in the South Bay. And there's more coming, and it's growing, and it's growing in a, in a, in a, in a good, positive way. But the bartenders and the servers involved, and understanding that they were going to be the people on the front lines that would be hand-selling our beers to their customers is critical. And I knew we had a great product, but we also have to have that be represented in a way that is always in that positive, positive light. And so, yeah, going back to my restaurant days, I made sure that people understood what they had the freshness of the beer, the quality of the beer, and the fact that it wasn't coming from a big factory in the middle of nowhere. It was coming right from their backyard, handcrafted by two individuals, hand-delivered by an owner, with our names and faces attached to it for accountability. And in a, in a craft beer, you know, you, you talk about the bartenders and, and the waiters and wait staff. I mean, they are really consultative selling sort of your product based on a patron who comes in and says, I'd like to buy, you know, I'd like to get a beer, and they, what do you want? And then I would think in that their understanding of your product and who, who would like your product and sort of who you've brewed it for has got to be able to help you to get people to try your beer for the first time. Yeah, and that first, that first time is is a great sell to me, but to me, the more important sell is the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and down the line. And having been a bartender and having waited tables, I understand the idea of if you introduce something, a product, a dish, a beer, a glass of wine, whatever it is, to one of your regular customers, one, if you have that relationship with them where they trust you, they'll probably let you know if it's, if it's spot on or if it didn't work. So you're going to get instant feedback as a bartender or, or, or a server. Um, secondly, no one wants to recommend something that they're not confident in or that people just aren't gravitating to or resonate, you know, things are, that aren't resonating with the customer. So really important for, for us to put our best foot forward Again, have that product be the best that it can be because we know that people are going to be recommending it to their regular customers, and we want those regular customers to reward them by saying, yes, that was a great recommendation. I would have that again. And once that happens, it starts to snowball. So 200 bars and restaurants in the Southland, can you give us a sense for the 
someone's out there listening to the show right now and they're saying, this sounds great. I want to go have a craft ale. Where could they find, and you can't tell us 200, but give us a sense for the type of establishments that your beers are now being poured in. Sure. I mean, we're looking at mostly uh, when we started, it was all craft beer bars, meaning beers that are probably taking more risks, uh, not necessarily um, going with the major brands that you're going to find in the grocery stores, people that are actively seeking out smaller microbreweries, craft breweries, uh, restaurants that are seeking out uh, a local beer. Um, again, we started out in the South Bay, and the goal of Strand Brewing Company was to change the way people viewed and drank craft beer in the South Bay, Los Angeles County, and then beyond. So we had a very clear focus of where we were going to start, where we would branch out to, but we also kept it open to you know, not have that goal that's too closed-minded, and we really it, it, it can stretch out as far as we want it to as we want to grow. To get back to places that serve it, um, in the South Bay, that's Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, um, Hermosa Beach area, you're looking at places like Simsy's, Naja's place down in Redondo Beach, which has been a huge supporter since day one. That was actually my first account. Um, the gang at Simsy's, that was my second account um, that gave us a chance. Um, places like Bruco, um, that's run by the Zisless Group, or at Rock and Brews, or at places like Rock and Fish now in, in Laguna Beach. We're places uh, in San Diego, Sublime Mail House puts us on, Pizza Port set us on. Um, some places in Orange County that you could find us would be um, Umami Burger has us on in Orange County. But we're starting to kind of branch out. We just actually signed a deal to go into the King's Fish Houses. And um, we just, I believe, opened up our fifth or sixth King's Fish House. So I know that those uh, are in north and south Orange County. Right. Um, right. And that's a really big step for for both sides, I think. You know, it's it was never my intention to only stay in the craft beer bars. In fact, uh, Wolfgang Pucks, that's a Yelly uh, Live. It's one of the first accounts that was kind of a non-craft beer bar to give us a shot. And at the time, they had four draft handles on. And guaranteed, I can say this without any doubt, we were the only small craft local microbrewery they were pouring. And it was really nice to be able to, to go onto that stage and compete. Yeah, it's one thing to get the handle on there. It's another thing to keep it there keg after keg, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the testament of right. the staying and power of the brand. Exactly, and, 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 you know, I was at the Wolfgang Pucks probably three weeks ago, had a strand 24th Street Pale Ale, and we've been on for over two and a half years. And, in fact, I was looking at a list today of all of the, uh, the accounts, and I would say I think I took us to about... 120 accounts as a sales rep delivery um, before we had to go and we, we upgraded and went with a, a, a distributor to help with the, the sales and managing of the accounts and then also getting us new accounts, account maintenance, and then delivery. And they're doing a great job representing 
again, what Strand is, they're they're doing a great job of of putting putting uh, their best foot forward for Strand and representing Strand. And looking at the list, there are so many accounts that I wish I could have gotten to, and I just did not have the time that I see that they've been able to fill in those blanks. But yeah, that longevity is key. Rich, several if of our would accounts like to find have been on Strand. since 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 we started. I'm sorry. If someone would like to find you online to learn more about kind of the company and the products, what are they? How do they find you? What's your website? The, it's it's www.strandbrewing.com is the best way. And getting back to your earlier question of what's the best way to go and have, or where's the best place to go and have a Strand beer, we actually this year in 2012 opened the the uh, the tap room at the brewery. And so we opened up our brewery, took over, kind of grew into a different area. I again went back to that bartending experience. We built a small tap room within the brewery itself where you can actually purchase pints of beer. We do growlers of beer that you can take with you to go. We do uh, several beers that you won't find anywhere else. We just released our third anniversary beer uh, last week. It's an East India Pale Ale. We call it. It's the name Bagheera, and we use clove, cumin, cinnamon, curry, uh, fresh ginger, tamarind fruit, and that's our third anniversary ale. We have a double IPA on tap right now in the tap room that you can't get anywhere else, wow. and that's the best way. And the hours are all on the website. Okay. And but we're open Thursday, Friday, four to nine; Saturday, twelve to eight; and Sunday from twelve to six in the tap room. I do not sell food, but you're welcome to bring food in if you like. Just listening to you describe your craft ales and beers makes my mouth water. I'm going to have you back on because I, I'm really curious at now as you as the business continues to grow and mature what the future holds. So, Rich, you're going to be a guest for us in 2013 because I'm, I'm so fascinated with what you and your business partner have been able to do. I want to thank you for being a friend of the radio program and giving us of your time today, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. Thank you, sir. Well, Rick, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And again, 2013, is going to see, we're going to see some, some changes, and we're going to see some growth, and I can't wait to come back on and talk about it. You'll be back, Rich. Thank you. Have a good day, and happy holidays. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break, less than 60 seconds. When we come back, uh, our second guest today, Gail Brantuck, will be here. She's with Glen L. Marine Designs. Got a lot to talk about that family business. Rich history, unique market. Can't wait to get to the interview with Gail as well. We have two fascinating guests today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But first, let's spend less than 30 seconds with our sponsors. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863. 
or visit him online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. Critical Mass Radio Show. And, you know, I just want to let you know that this show is one in a series of Critical Mass shows that can be heard live here on OC Talk Radio. Dot com, I mean, dot net, excuse me. On Wednesday, we are a show where we're featuring Orange County nonprofit organizations and their leaders. On Thursday at 3 p.m., our nationally syndicated show, Critical Mass Coast to Coast, features small and mid-market business leaders from across the country. All shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. All right, let's turn our attention to our second guest today, Gail, welcome to the radio program. Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here. Let's discuss a little bit about, and maybe you can tell our audience, how you became involved with the family business, Glenn L. Marine Designs. Well, to be honest, Rick, I can't even remember a time when I wasn't involved in the family business. Um, My dad started our company in 1953, long before I was born. But I've basically grown up with this business. Um, you know, my dad's built boats in our garage my whole life. And since we're a mail order company, he used to bring the mail home on the weekends because that's how all of our orders came through. And I'd sit on his lap and open orders. And, um, you know, when I got a little bit older, I'd come in and work in the office a few hours at a time. And, and then in high school, I'd, I'd, you know, fill in for women who had, you know, had to take vacation or whatever. So um, I've been involved for a long time. In 1987 is when I actually started working here. Started out part-time just, you know, because it was available. I knew I could work for my dad and uh, had no idea that I would take over the company at some point. But, uh, you know, that's when I started, and my brother had been here for, for a long time. But uh, So basically my whole life I've been involved in this okay. business. And that's a that's a very... Typical, I don't mean in a negative way, but I mean for family businesses, many times the children of the founder do grow up around the business, and it's very comfortable and natural for them to accede to the leadership of the company. So for those that may not, in our audience, that may not know what your firm does, could you expand upon what products you offer to the market and how you've been able, the company's been able to kind of be around for so many decades? What we do is... Just in a nutshell, we facilitate the dreams of people who wish to build their own boat. And we do that by providing plans and full-size patterns to build your own boat. We have about 300 different designs you can build. Um, We have various kits for those boats, and we also offer uh, books that my father has written over the years and DVDs and a lot of supplies and hardware and various materials to build your boat with. And um, so it's you know, my, my father started the business because he was looking for, well, he, he and his brother were building boats, and the plans that were available were really difficult to understand. They were more for professional boat builders. And so he started developing plans who, for just the regular guy or girl who didn't have any experience building a boat so that they could do it on their own. And so that's that's how we were started. And it's it's always been about that person who wants a boat or has always wanted to build something like a boat and we provide that those plans and patterns and they're very detailed um we with the patterns are actually full size for the frames of the boat so you just lay it on the wood trace it out and you know that's the whole structure of the boat so it it just makes it 
available for anyone to do it themselves. And so that's basically, in a nutshell, what we do. So, so I'm so fascinated that, that, uh, about what your, your family's business offers and the type of people who choose to build their own boat. Can you take a minute, because I know you're very immersed in, in your clients and the culture and the events that you go to, but help our audience to understand if there is a typical profile of the type of person that buys the designs from your firm and builds their own boat. Can you describe them to us? Yeah, um, well, 99% of the people who build our boats are men. Um, we do have a couple of gals who are active on our online forum that are amazing craftsmen, primarily men, and all ages, but I'd say the, the most of them are probably baby boomers. And, and believe it or not, a lot of them are guys who have built boats with their dads when they were younger, and they want to do that themselves now and, and, and do it with their children as well. That's one type, or they're they're mainly people who who like to work with their hands, people who like to create things. And a lot of times, we have a lot of guys who have and girls who have built um, airplanes before, um, who work on boat on cars, hot rods, things like that. So generally, it's somebody who's a DIYer. But <laughs> at the same time, I always get these calls from people who you know I've never built anything but I'd like to build my own boat. So there's those people as well. But but most of the people are real hands-on, you know, DIYers and have some experience in woodworking, some don't. But um, that's, and, and it's not always, it used to be in the earlier days, I think people built boats so they could save money. Um, these days that's not as much the case. There are some who do, you know, build it to save money. But you know, obviously a boat is not a necessity, so it's money that you don't have to spend. But a lot of guys are building these classic mahogany runabouts that are just gorgeous. And money's not the issue. They just want a really nice-looking boat. And they're willing to put in the money and the time to make it look like that. And, and then it's, it's pride of craftsmanship. You go out on the water in that boat that you built, and wow, you know, Heads are turning. People are asking you where you got it, and, and you know, I mean, you can just imagine how how much pride there is in in that. So, oh, I can, I can yeah, fully, that's the type of person. I can fully appreciate. It's a labor of love for people, and the pride of ownership's got to be through the roof. You know, I, in visiting your website and getting to know you and your family's business a little bit better, I was really impressed with the videos that you've put on your website to kind of connect to the community. So. Uh, would you be comfortable just kind of sharing from your perspective, because you're featured in the videos, um, a little bit about how did you get started doing that and what's been the response to it? And, you know, what, for other business owners who might be considering bringing videos onto the website, what's been your experience through doing that process? Well, <clears throat> we started our videos when we started having, um, well, we, let me back up a minute. We have a very active online forum, and this is, guys and gals who have built our boats they help each other so if somebody new comes on we they you know they help them through the process if they have questions they can ask them we have guys who are experts in inboard motors you know we have one guy that's a real real knowledgeable on aluminum boat building you know other people that have different you know expertise areas and so they help each other and it's just an awesome resource well this group of people have organized a gathering of boat builders that we've had for the past six years. 
So we started in Alabama, and the last few years we've been in Tennessee. And so when that started, here's an opportunity. I have all of, and they're bringing their boats, mind you, that they've built. So we've, you know, we started out with, I don't know, maybe 40 people in about 15, 20 boats. Well, now we have over 100 people that come and 30 or 40 boats that are there that people have built themselves. So what an opportunity. What a marketing opportunity for me to get these guys on film telling about their boats and see them in action and, and all of that. So it was just kind of one of those things that I couldn't pass that opportunity up. And, and people really enjoy looking at them and seeing what somebody else did. This is a boat that, you know, that Ray built, and here's what he did. Because one thing neat about building your own boat and what the guys have said like at our gatherings, that you, know, you take the set of plans and, and you build the boat, but once you start with the deck and the interior and everything else, it's all you. It's all your design. You, you choose the colors, you choose the woods and the dash and all of the upholstery and all the finishing touches. It's very personalized. So for other people to see you know, the details that each builder has put into their boat, I mean, you just can't, you know, that's priceless. <laughs> you know, people love hearing about that. So, and, and for me, as far as myself being on the, on the, the website and, you know, showing myself and, and talking about our company, that's important to me because that's who, who we are. We are a family business, and we try to be very personable. This is not you know, you don't call up and get an answering machine. You call up and you you can talk to me, and um, so that's just kind of who we are. We're home DIYers and a you know in a family business, so it's worked very well for us. We're going to take our third and final commercial break, Gail. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to talk to our audience about now that you have the responsibility for leading the company, and I know that your dad still comes to work on a, on a semi-regular basis. Maybe you can share a little bit about his, you know, his love for the business still. Uh, but also, where do you see the growth opportunities for Glenelg Marine Designs, and, and how do you see under your leadership kind of the firm continuing to grow and evolve in the market? So, ladies and gentlemen, Stay tuned for Gail's response to those ideas and questions and a few more things we're going to talk about with the time that we have left here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But first, let's spend a little bit of time with our advertisers. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. And Gail Brantuck is my guest today with Glenn L. Marine Designs. Before the break, I, I kind of gave you a multi-part uh, question. So let's start with, t- 
tell us about your father's work schedule. <laughs> well, my 94-year-old father still comes into the office three days a week, Monday through Wednesday, and he's here until about 2 o'clock. And he's, let's see, this past year he, um, he's revised a book. He's written numerous articles. He designed a new boat called the Torpedo, which is another classic mahogany runabout. He is an amazing person. I am constantly inspired by him. Just he, I think that this business has kept him alive. I mean, it, it gives him something to do and something, you know, to continue having, uh, you know, an effect on the on the world through. So I think it's been extremely helpful for him. But he's he's amazing. So you're there five days a week plus. You're running the business now. You have the responsibility for taking. You know, many times we've had family business owners on and. While it's a privilege to have a family business to be able to take over and run, it's also a responsibility for the legacy and to continue moving it forward. So share with our audience sort of the opportunities for growth and how you see the company growing into the future. Well, I'm constantly, let me just tell you this, Rick, I'm, I'm always looking for more opportunities and, and things, ways that we can expand our business. And, you know, I've looked for that thing that's going to just, take us to the next stratosphere, right? <laughs> and I've learned that it's incremental changes in my business. It's, it's a new marketing plan. It's, it's um, promotions or it's a, you know, outreach, a new way of getting customers. It's, it's changes that are made, little ones, that continue the growth. And so our most successful current, you know, strategy for marketing is our online presence. And uh, we have thousands of pages on our website of free information. We've, we've found that, I mean, we sell a lot of books. We sell, we sell information, but we also give an awful lot away for free. And I think that uh, people appreciate that. And it, it, it gives people confidence that they can do it themselves. And we have a marketing program through our, our Build, Your Boat, Build Your Dream Boat series of weekly emails. If you sign up, you get one of those each week, and it's, it's kind of like a romancing our customers into the idea of building a boat and what's involved in that and, you know, what a wonderful thing that it is. So we'll continue to do those things. We're adding some products, some new products next year that, uh, that our customers have been asking for. We're doing more promo- promotions, a little more aggressive on sales, getting, trying to get our sales a little bit um, more since this economy has just been a killer. Um, we're thankful to be here. We're still, you know, we're still above water and doing well after all these years. But I think it's just we've never had debt. We've always been a company that's, you know, been debt-free. So I think that has helped us weather all of the storms in this past 60 years. So that's been extremely instrumental. But, you know, I, I am just always looking for what can we do? What else can we do to improve this business? Because I want it to last for my lifetime, and I hope to find somebody who can take it over from, from me when I get old. But, uh, but I love it. It's, it's my passion. It's my heart is in this business. It's not just a business to me. It's, you know, these people are, our, our customers are more than a paycheck. They're, they're like family to me, truly. It, are your clients mostly in the US do you sell outside of the United States talk to us a little bit about where your clients reside everywhere 
mostly, I mean, the, the bulk would be in the, in the U.S., but we have a large amount of boat builders in Australia. In fact, on our forum, they're actually organizing a get-together in, I think, for next year in Australia. Um, we have a lot of New Zealand people, a lot of Canadians, um, and then just everywhere. For some reason, I've been, we've been getting quite a few orders from Russia this week. Every, pretty much every country you can think of. My dad started our business with a dealership program way back where like a, a company that sold engine parts or boat parts, whatever, they would put up a display of our catalogs. And the idea was that a guy would build his own boat and then come back to that dealer for the supplies to do it. So we started with that, and, and we got international dealers throughout the, the country, and you know, like I said, in Canada, Netherlands, and so forth, and they would sell our plans in those various countries. And so that gave us that early on exposure, but then, of course, the Internet just totally took that all to the next level. And, you know, we get orders from, from everywhere. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's. I would think that technology would extend your reach into new markets and at a at a price at a cost and a price point that probably previously your father in in the '60s and the '70s and even the '80s and probably '90s you couldn't have the reach that you can now have given the internet and your platforms and mm -hmm. and the ability to create a forum. You know that user community and a forum of of self-generated users communicating with each other, that is kind of the holy grail for so many companies that would love to be able to have that type of a loyal client base. And, and you've developed that in the decades that your firm has been in business. Yeah, that's definitely a, a, a tremendous uh, benefit that our company has. Are there other firm. firms out there in your space? Yeah. Yeah, there, there are quite a few plan providers. I mean, I think that we all have our own little specialty type thing. There are those that offer primarily kayak and canoe type designs. There are some that order that have more, um, you know, like computer aided designs, more a little more modern. Our designs are if you're looking for something retro, something classic like a Chris Craft Garwood Hackercraft type of, of boat from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. We're we're your go-to guy. <laughs> I mean, we we have over 300 designs that you can build boats that you can build in. So. We have a huge selection. I think that's where our uh, our biggest draw comes in is that we do have so many choices, and then we have our community, which is just second to none. It, it really is. And there are other companies that also have forums too. I'm not saying that they don't, but uh, I think that we all kind of um, complement each other. The different I don't I don't know I don't consider them so much competitors. I think we all have our own little niche that we that we sell to and that we that people like us for different reasons. So so when you meet with your um, clients, when you're at your annual event or when you're talking to them, are they the all, also the type of people that might opt to build a, a, a plane or try to build another type of a, a you know, are they, they only boat builders or like you said, are they do-it-yourselfers and they try to build different things as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, many have built their own airplanes. We have another one guy that, builds uh, hot air balloons. Oh. Uh, we have a guy who rebuilds truck bodies, you know, big old Peterbilts and things like that. Um, yeah, all, you know, car guys, hot rodders, you know, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, hey. definitely. So have you built your own boat? I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it, Rick. So, yep. 
I've been around it for years. I've edited all the videos that we have on, on our various boats and being built in our shops. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, at, I'm sworn to secrecy, but, uh, yeah, I'm working on that. Okay. Interesting. That'll be, uh, I'm sure there's a date, there'll be an unveiling, and I'm sure there's much interest in the community to see the boat that you're working on. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that, Gail. Um, final thought for you, if someone would like to visit your website, how do they find you online? Well, our main website is glen-l.com, and it's G-L-E-N-L.com. That's our primary website. You can also go to BoatDesigns.com, and that's our online store. They, you know, they, they integrate with each other, so you can get to either one. But, but those are our main sites. Or you can give me a call, and we can help you order or give you direction um, on the phone, too. Can I give my phone number out? Please do, yes. 562-630-6258. We have a great newsletter. You can sign up for that and uh, get more information, too. I've um, been to your website. I've seen the videos that are on your website. When uh, I had a good opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to visit Gail, meet her father, meet her husband, meet the, fam- the employees of the family business, and to see some of the other products that people have built with your designs. They're beautiful boats. I mean, they are... I'm not the kind of person that has that skill level, but if I was going to attempt something, I would like it to end up looking like the people that build the boats that use your designs look. They are so rich and beautiful, and like you said, they're kind of they have a certain aesthetic look to them that is just unbelievable. And so I, I, I'm so fascinated to have you on the show, and I'm so thankful that you are a friend of our program and made time to be our guest today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you very much, Gail. Well, thank you, Rick. I enjoyed it. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we kind of gave you both ends of the spectrum here today on Critical Mass. By that, I mean Rich, our first guest, uh, three years into the business, um, building it to the future, Gail and her family business, decades in the industry and continuing to grow and evolve with the marketplace and finding new clients and keeping existing clients. It's, it's great to have entrepreneurs and business owners here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I hope from our conversation today, you maybe gain some insight or ideas that you can use in your business. Uh, Loyal clients, people who develop a preference for you, I think was a common theme that we heard today with both of our guests and one that I know that many of the business owners that I work with really want to have loyal clients. It makes growing your business so much easier. Um, I'd like to thank our advertisers and sponsors, uh, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Aaron Johnson. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, visit our website at criticalmass4business.com. And until the next time I have a chance to speak with you, I hope that all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show, right here on Orange County's community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.